Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. This episode is going to be a replay of my Instagram live for those of you who could not make it. If you don't know, every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I get on Instagram live at the Christian Bay underscore and I give a word on Fridays and we have Bible study and Q&A on Wednesday night. I would love for you to join me. If you would like to sow into this word, you can sow at my cash app, which is dollar sign the Christian Bay or my PayPal, which is the Christian Bay at gmail.com. Let's get into the episode. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for waking us up. Thank you for blessing us with another day. Father God, I pray over each and every person on this live. Father God, I also pray over the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I pray that your presence be made known on this live, Father God. I pray that the words that leaves my mouth is laced with your presence and that it touches each and every person in their broken places, Father God, in their dark places, Father God, in their deformed places, Father God, and it makes them brand new, Father God. I pray that they leave this live better than they came, and I pray that they leave this live and have an encounter with you that changes their life for better in jesus name we pray amen in this chapter we're in the book of matthew chapter 12 verses 9 through 13 and the subtitle is jesus heals on the sabbath which i'm pretty sure some of you guys have heard about this story before or heard this subtitle before because it's a popular um story in the bible but we're going to read and focus on verses 9 through 13 and it says then jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand the pharisees asked jesus does the law permit a person to work by healing on the sabbath they were hoping he would say yes so they could bring charges against him Verse 11 says, and he answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. Verse 12 says, and how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Verse 13, then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one. So as you guys can see from the title, today we're going to be talking about unordinary behavior so when I was reading this the first thing that I want you guys to write down is the first thing that God placed on my heart when I was reading this and what he said is what part of your life is deformed because when you start off reading this um, chapter in the Bible it says then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand so when you're first walking in somewhere think about and I always tell you guys to put yourself in the situation put yourself in the story so that you can really take out the meat and really understand what God is saying in the story when you're reading the bible don't just read the bible can you put the music down a little bit yeah don't just read the bible to just read it or just reading it like it's stories this is the living word so it's literally god speaking to you and teaching you a lesson when he sends you to a church a certain chapter or story in the bible so i want you guys to imagine that you're jesus and you're walking over to someone's son of gun and it says then jesus went over to their son of gun where he noticed a man with a deformed hand in order to and think about how small a hand is like in order to know you have to first notice the person and then notice that it's something wrong with their hand so you have to be paying attention to detail when you first enter whatever room or whatever son of gun you're entering if we're placing you in a story so it says that jesus went over to their son of gun where he noticed a man with a deformed hand and the first thing that god placed on my heart was what part of your life is deformed but not only what part of your life is deformed what part of your life is deformed publicly because i always tell you guys we have the parts of our 
life where we want to cover those parts up or we want to hide those parts or we want to keep those parts to ourselves but there are certain parts of your life that are deformed or that are not working effectively that are not working properly that you can't hide from other people so it's the issues in your relationship that people see online or it's the issues in your business that people see when they come into business it's the issues that you have with your mom and every family occasion people see how y'all don't get along what part of your life is deformed but not only deformed but deformed publicly where people on the outside of you can see that it's something about that area of her life her and her sister don't seem to get along it looks like the job isn't going well for her it looks like she doesn't hang out with her best friend anymore her mother is not is not at her event that's weird what's up with that god said what part of your life is the form but not just the form what part of your life is the form publicly because that's what was happening to the man in the story it says that jesus walked in the sun again the synagogue and he noticed that the man had a deformed hand so if jesus noticed it i'm pretty sure the other people noticed it as well so we have to really understand the position of the man in this story because imagine if you had a deformed hand and everybody y'all know how it be as soon as you see something a person on crutches or a person in a wheelchair everybody's looking so it says that when jesus went over to their son again synagogue when he noticed a man with a deformed hand you continue and it says the pharisees asked jesus does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath they were hoping he would say yes so they could bring charges against him so the first thing I want you to write down in your note is what part of your life is deformed publicly and then I also want you to write down and take note of the fact that publicly the public deformities public deformities lead to public opinions I almost can't read my own handwriting. Public deformities lead to public opinions. So that's what I mean by when people come in and they see the area of your life where it's an issue. They see the area of your life where it's a lack. They see the area in your business where it's not really as prosperous as everyone thinks it should be. That's when people see this deformity, they feel like their opinion should be able to come into this thing. So that's why you have to be okay with keeping some things just between you and God. Because when people see public deformities, they think that makes room for their public opinions but I also want you to write down to be picky with who you allow in your personal space there are some things that you can't cover up but there are some things that you can keep between just you and God there are some things that you can just take in prayer you don't have to post everything online you don't have to get on Twitter and tweet about every time you and your mom go through an issue you don't have to let everybody know that your friend is moving funny there are some things that you can keep just in your prayer room so I want you guys to write down that public deformities lead to people's opinions so be picky with who you allow in your personal space. There's a reason why Jesus went from 12 to 3. It's a reason. There was a lesson in that. So there are some areas of your life because we all have deformed areas. And there are some deformed parts of our life where we can't hide. But there are some parts where we can just, I'm going to just pray about this thing. I usually call her and talk to her about it. But I'm just going to pray about this thing. I usually would go to church and tell my godly community about it. But I'm just going to fast about this thing. I usually will make a Facebook post and say, hey, what do y'all think? But I'm just going to pray about this thing because public deformities leads to public opinions that are not always based in scripture it's not always going to align with god's word when you take your problems to the public so you have to have discernment you have to pray for god to give you wisdom for god to give you knowledge to know what should be in the public and what needs to stay in private 
So if you're taking note, I want you to write that down. Public deformities lead to public opinion. So be picky with who you allow in your personal space. And the next thing that I wrote down was speaking of personal space, who are the people that you're listening to? Because in this story, it says when Jesus went over to the son of gun, he noticed the man had a deformed hand and the Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. So in this situation, the Pharisees saw the issue that was at hand. They saw that this man was deformed and they knew that Jesus was going to try to heal this problem. So they decided to insert their public opinion. And what I want you guys to take note of and to really ask yourself is whose words are you taking and applying in your life? When it comes to your area of life that's deformed, when it comes to the issue in your life that's public, whose word are you listening to? Are you listening to the people online and what they say you should be doing in the situation? Are you listening to the friends that you call that you think have all the advice or all the right answers because it looks like their life is right? Or are you listening to the word of God? When it comes to the deformed part of your life, whose words are you are you listening to? Because when it comes to the Pharisees, they were saying to Jesus what they were bound by. They said, does the law permit? Because that's how they live. That's what they knew to be right. So they said, oh, you see an issue and you're trying to fix it. But before you try to fix it, let me tell you what the law says. And I understand that that's how they live. But what I want you to guys to understand is that sometimes people expect you to live based on the things that keep them bound whatever they're bound by whatever shackles and chains that is holding them back they try to place those same shackles and chains on you they want you to be bound by the fear that they're living in bound by the generational curses that's attached to them they try to put those things on you so i wanted to ask you guys whose word are you taking and applying to your life can y'all hear me because it's that reconnecting are we good, y'all? Yes. On um Instagram, it said reconnecting. One second, y'all. Okay. So yes, I want you guys to understand that sometimes when people are talking to you or when people are trying to help you with the deformed areas of your life or the problems that you have in their life, they will take their shackles. They will take the things that they're bound by. They will take their past experiences or their past failures or their past relationships and they will project those fears onto you. They will project those failures onto you. So that's exactly what was happening in this story. They said, it says the Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit that? You can't be out here trying to heal people. You can't be out here trying to make people's life better. You can't be out here trying to save people. You can't be out here trying to do good because the law may not permit that. It might not be okay with that. My mom never said that I could go to college. She said you shouldn't leave out of state for college, so you can't leave out of state for college. My mom said you shouldn't date a man in church, so you can't date a man in church. My mom said you shouldn't quit your job and start a business, so you can't quit your job and start a business. People will take their past experiences, their shackles, their chains, and they will attach them to you if you allow their public opinions to take effect into your your into your private deformities so i want you guys to write down and i want you guys to think about whose word are you taking and applying to your life because people will see your issues and they will take the laws that they're that they're bound by they will take the experiences and the failures and the opinions that they got from who knows who and apply them to your life and then they'll say it in a way that sounds right they'll say it so confidently as if this is the right answer oh 
no, girl, don't do that. Mm -mm, don't date them type of guys, girl. He is no good. He ain't gonna never be good. Then soon as it turn around for the good, now they want to know how you did it. Do not listen to what people have to say to you before going to God. So I want you guys to really think about what is your deformity in your life? What area of your life is deformed? And then I want you to think about who are you listening to when it comes to this certain area of your life? The next thing that I want you, wanted to ask you guys is, are you allowing someone else's chains to keep you shackled? Are you bound by or are you stopping from doing certain things in your life because of what your friend said to you? Or even be, let's even take it deeper. Is it because of what your mom said? Because I tell you guys all the time, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your best friend, they don't know all of the plans that God has for you. Maybe God could have shared some things to them, but everything, they don't, nobody knows everything but God. So there are certain things where only God is going to tell you. So I want you guys to ask yourself, who are you listening to? And could you be living in a way where you're bound or held down by someone else's shackles and chains that they're locked up in? Someone else's opinion, what grandma said is best for you to do, what uncle said you should be doing. Who are you listening to? When you continue... Um, to read it says and how much more valuable is a person than a sheep yes the law permits a person to do good on the sabbath then he said to the man hold out your hand so the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one if you listen to the podcast on monday on the christian bay podcast we talked about god's permission slip and that's where we first started talking about chains and shackles and being bound because you have to ask yourself when it comes to the problems in my life who am i give, giving permission to to these problems who has permission to say what does stay and what doesn't stay? Am I giving permission to spirits? Am I giving permission to my problems to just sit here and weigh me down? Or am I releasing everything to God because I understand that he's the one that, that, that makes the decisions in my life. He's the one that says what can stay and what must leave. He's the one that says everything works, works together for my good. So being that God says that I must release everything to him. Any problem in my life must understand that my father has permission to say whether it stays or whether it goes. I'm not bound by chains. I'm not bound by shackles. I'm not bound by the law and what the Pharisees are saying because my father is the one that has permission over everything in my life. Any problem that comes my way, my father has authority over that thing. So I understand what the Pharisees are saying about the law and I understand what your mom told you and I understand what the school said and I understand what the job told you. But when it comes to my life in any areas, any deformed hands in my life, any problems or trials and tribulations in my life, I understand that my father has permission over it. So I can't just be listening to anybody when it comes to my life. I can't just be taking anybody's public opinion when it comes to my life. I can't just be sitting and moving based on what you think I should be doing because my father is the only one that has permission over the problems in my life. So I want you guys to write that down and I want you guys to focus on the what is the problem. And then I want you to focus on who are you listening to? And the next thing that I want you to write down and focus on is when will you stop living according to their steps for your life and instead follow the spirit? Because it's easy to listen to a person that's sitting right in front of you. That's the easy thing to do. It's easy to pick up a friend and call and just get a quick answer. It's easy to go to your mom's house and sit down and she just tell you what you should do. But it's more rewarding to be led by the spirit. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write down what is the deformed area in your life? What, what is the problem area, whether it's public or private? What is that thing? And then I want you to write down and think about who are you listening to when it comes to that thing? Do you listen to outside opinions more than you listening to what's happening when you pray? Or are you not even praying? You just going to other people for advice. Who are you listening to when it comes to this thing? 
my baby sent that emoji. And then when you write down a who, I want you to write down when will you begin to 100% operate in the spirit. Don't allow people and there because if you if you operate based on what people say, you will be like Jesus if he would have listened to the Pharisees. The Pharisees would have stopped him from healing his hand. And that's why this episode is titled Unordinary Behavior because unordinary behavior produces unordinary blessings. That's how you get to it. You get to unordinary blessings by doing what nobody else is going to do. You get to unordinary miracles by stepping out when other people wouldn't step out. If Jesus would have listened to the Pharisees, he never would have healed that man. Verse, verse 13 says, then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one. He didn't say, oh, let me think about it. Let me rest on it because the Pharisees said I shouldn't do it. He didn't allow who was giving their opinions to stop him from what God was calling him to do. So when I asked y'all, when are you going to live according to the spirit? Jesus chose to do it now. He chose to step in what God had for him now. He chose to trust what the spirit was calling him to do internally. Externally, they were saying the law said you can't do that. Externally, it's a lot of things that people tell us we shouldn't do. We can't do it. It's not okay to do. But if God calls you to be a one of one, you got to understand everybody ain't going to understand that. So I know what happens to you and I know what you're saying, but I want some, I want some unordinary blessings. So I'm going to have to do some unordinary things. I'm going to have to have unordinary behavior if I really want to tap into what God has for me. God is not an ordinary God. God is not a regular God. I literally wrote down, your restoration is behind your want to be regular. It's some of y'all who are praying for things, for God to restore things, praying for God to make things new but you want to be regular so bad you want to fit in so bad you want the approval of others so bad but then you want God to move in your life in a big way who, who do you want to please who do you want to live for you really have to make up your mind and decide because if you want the unordinary to happen you're gonna have to do unordinary things and be okay with people not being okay with it because everybody don't get the vision so the Pharisees said to him does the law permit you to heal today and Jesus said hold out your hand Cause I, I, I'm not really woke. I'm not really focused on what they're talking about. I'm not really focused on what's keeping them bound. I'm not really focused on what happened to them in the past. I'm not focused on anything. I'm not focused on any of that. I'm just gonna do what the Spirit is telling me to do, and the Spirit don't need your approval. That's what we have to understand. The Spirit of God does not need anybody's approval. And it says the Pharisees, because that was a title. So they were supposed to be leaders, but they were telling him what the law said. I don't care what title the person has. I don't care. I don't care if it's your boss. I don't care if it's your mom, your dad. I don't care who the person is and what title they have. You have to trust the Holy Spirit. If Jesus would have never listened, if Jesus would have listened to them, he would have never healed this man. Do you want to do miracles? Do you want to heal people? What did God create you to create you to do on this earth? Who did God call you to be? If you really want to step into that, you have to be okay with not being in the in crowd. You have to be okay with not being ordinary. You have to be okay with not being approved all the time, not being accepted all the time because you know how they do. Sometimes people get mad when you don't take their advice. They get mad when you don't do what you tell them to do. What they tell you to do. They get mad and they get upset and they'll take it personal as if it's their life. The Pharisees feeling the type of way. It's not you healing the hand. I'm healing the hand. Why are you mad? Why are you so concerned with what I'm about to do when it has nothing to do with you? Sometimes people take it personal, but it's not about you. So if you really want to live an unordinary life, if you really want to step into the unordinary blessings that God has for you, you have to be okay with not being ordinarily accepted by ordinary people. I don't expect you to get it because you're bound by that. I don't expect you to understand because you're stuck in shackles and chains. Your mama tell you what to do. So I know that 
that what I do seems a little crazy. You worrying about people approving you. So I know you looking at me sideways. You want them to be your friend so bad that you'll dim, that you'll brighten, you'll dim down your light so that you can be approved by them. But I'm not really on that type of time. So I don't really care what y'all talking about. I know y'all may look at me sideways. You may go online and post about me. It may look like I'm a little crazy, but I'm following what the spirit told me to do because I understand if I want unordinary blessings, I have to be unordinary sometimes. I have to operate in unordinary behavior to get those blessings that got my name on it. So if you're sowing a seed today, we're sowing the unordinary seed because that's what we're operating in. A lot of times we get bound because that's what the enemy will do, y'all. I'm telling y'all, that's what the enemy will do. We begin to think that our mind and our knowledge and our way of living life is so right that it's just like, well, I feel it in my spirit that God is telling me to do this, but that don't make sense. That's, if you catch yourself saying that, that don't make sense. You just stepped into ordinary. It doesn't make sense in the ordinary realm, but God calls us to do unordinary things so that he can show up in an unordinary way. Y'all gotta, come on, you gotta put it together. So the minute that it makes sense to you, it, it's not high enough. It's not God enough. It's not big enough because he's a big God. It says that his, the Bible says that his ways and his thoughts are way beyond us. So how are we ever going to figure out the way that he causes things to work together? So you have to train yourself and train your mind to begin to think outside of your own knowledge, outside of what you think is right. You have to understand that God is going to continuously call you to do things that don't line up because he wants to reveal himself to you. That's how he's going to reveal himself in the seasons where, dang, I would have never thought that would happen. Dang, I could have never put that together. Yeah, that's how God works. So if you're operating in a way where you can understand it, where you could have put two, two plus two is four, that's probably not God. That was probably you because that's too small for him. If you can think of it, then it's definitely not on his level. So the Pharisees said, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? And Jesus said, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one. So I want you guys to write down your restoration is behind your want to be regular. It says that a hand was restored like the other one, which means it was restored just like it was never deformed. It was restored back to brand new. But it was an unordinary action that led to that unordinary blessing. All right, y'all. So if you're sowing a seed, the information at the bottom, you can sow a seed to dollar sign of Christian Bay, and you're going to sow the unordinary seed because that's that's the energy in the season. That's what we're doing. We have we're training and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight because this world and naturally we begin to want to think in a way that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, we don't want to do it. Because it's like, wow, that's dumb. Why would I do something that don't make sense? But when it comes to God's knowledge, anything we can think of is dumb because his thoughts and his ways are so much beyond ours. So we have to train ourselves to be okay and be led by the spirit and the spirit only. So if your friends approve, approve of it, if you approve of it, it's probably too small for God. It's probably not that much faith required in that thing. Faith is the substance of things unseen. If you can't see it, you definitely don't know it. So you have to train yourself to operate in that. Train yourself to be uncomfortable and to be comfortable in the uncomfortable seasons. They could have did anything. It said they begin to plot. Um, they, it says that they begin to plot on how to kill Jesus. That's what verse 13 says. After 
after he did it anyways, they begin to plot on him. That's fine. Y'all can plot, but guess what? He already did the healing. He already made the miracle happen. It's no hiding my anointing. It's no hiding the fact that God is moving in my life and God is using me. You can't hide that. You can be mad about it. You can talk about it. You can post about it, but you can't You can't stop it. It's nothing you can do to stop it. And we have to have that mentality. If, if God approves of it, that's the only approval I need. I don't care what nobody else saying. I know y'all might be calling me crazy. I know y'all might be talking about me, but if God approves of it, that's all I need. And that has to be our mentality. Y'all wonder why I put the beast emoji. A lot of people ask me that. Why do you always put the, not the beast, the gorilla emoji. A lot of people ask me that. Every time you post, you put the gorilla emoji. The gorilla emoji, for me, it's a beast. And I look at myself as a spiritual beast. I don't care what nobody has to say. If God told me to do something, if God tells me to move on something, I'm not listening to nobody. It's, a, um, it's beast mode when it comes to the word of God, always. Like, I'll stand alone when it comes to the word of God because I understand that when God does something in your life, you're the only one that get that blessing anyways. And then when the blessing finally come around, not everybody want to come back. But no, y'all was telling me about fear. You was telling me about your experience. You was telling me about failure. You was telling me about how it wasn't going to work. But now that God made a miracle happen, now everybody want to come back around. But it's beast mode. It's a gorilla. It's a I stand in this by myself. It's a I want unordinary blessings, so I'm okay with being unordinary. It's a I know y'all don't approve of it, but that's really just confirmation that I should be doing this thing because y'all don't approve of it and because it's out of your realm, because it wasn't assigned to you, because it's outside of what you can understand, because this blessing is also going to be outside of what you can understand. And that's a, that's why I'm okay with doing it by myself. That's what we have to train our minds to be, y'all. Jesus said, hold out your hand. While they was doing all that talking, <laughs> they doing all that rah-rah talking about what the law says, hold out your hand. I don't even need to think about it. I don't even need to sit on it and question. God said, do this. That's it. All right, y'all. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for this revelation. We want to thank you for this fresh word. Father God, I pray that this word deposits a seed of boldness in each and every person on this live, Father God. Give them the strength and the courageousness, Father God, to step into what you've called them to, regardless of the opinions of others, regardless of their past, regardless if they understand how it's going to happen, regardless if they see it through right now, Father God. Give them the boldness to step out in faith and trust, Father God, to trust that if you've called them to this step, you have the next step already planned. Plan and it's going to lead to prosperity, Father God. I pray that you make us more disciplined. I pray that you make us more trustworthy. But Father God, I pray that you put into us more love for you, Father God, so that it may drown out any other feelings, Father God, that this world that this world has placed within us, Father God. We love you and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, y'all. So that's the word for tonight. That's the word that God placed on my heart. Unordinary behavior. That's, that's it. Like, I feel like it's a lot that happened in this year. I don't even feel like we know. <laughs> we know it's a lot that happened in this year. And God says that all things work together for our good. All things. But if we just going to sit down and just let life happen and just let whatever be whatever, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. Stand up and step into what he's called you to, whether you understand it or not. Step into that thing. It's going to require some unordinary behavior because we're in an unordinary season. We got this pandemic. We got COVID. Everything about this season is unordinary. And God wants to do a lot in that. He's the God that will make a message out of the mess. 
the mess that and we in a big mess so the fact that we in a big mess that means that it's a big message coming out of this and he wants to use us so we have to be okay with operating in the spirit because our god is a one of one god but if we all trying to approve of the same things and do the same things who can he really use who can he really use to show his power who can he really use to show the miracles that he'll bring on earth he has to use the bold he has to use the people that's not trying to be approved by this world he has to use the people that's okay with stepping out into the water he has to use the people that's more faith-filled than fear-filled that's who he's gonna make his blessings and his miracles come through and it's y'all that's on his live so that's the season unordinary behavior all right y'all see a question i'm gonna answer like two questions quick question what was the restoration quote um your restoration is behind your want to be regular meaning that you want to be approved you want to be regular so bad you want to be accepted so bad that you're missing out on what god really has for you so the quote is your restoration is behind your want to be regular because it says that jesus restored his hand back it says i'm quoted so the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one but that only happened because of jesus unusual behavior he didn't allow the pharisees in their opinion or the law to stop him he did what the spirit called him to do and if he would have allowed the law to stop him there would have been no restoration the hand wouldn't have been restored there would have been no healing there would have been no miracle that was a miracle god wants to use us to make miracles happen as well i feel like a lot of y'all feel like these are just people in the bible who they're just lucky for god to choose them god wants to use all of us as his vessel he wants to make miracles and blessings and wonders and healing come out of us too but if you operating in the norm if you're trying to be accepted if you're trying to be regular how can you expect something extraordinary to come out of you unordinary behavior that's what we're doing i'm not trying to be regular god didn't create me to be regular he created me to shift rooms he created me to shift atmospheres he created me to bring forth healing he created me to be light in a dark place that's what he created me to do so i understand that i can't move and i can't be just like everybody else i can't do that and if all y'all approve of it i'm probably gonna go a different way because it's something else that god has for me he didn't create me to fit in he didn't create me to look like y'all he didn't create me to walk according to the steps that y'all got everybody going that way everybody looking the same no god set me apart that's what sanctified means set apart he set me apart because there's more to my story there's more that he wants to do he wants to use me to show people his power god is always looking for a way to show his power to show people what he can do to show people how good he is the problem is people being in a position to be used by him that that's the problem the harvest is plenty but the workers are few the workers are the people that's willing to step out on faith. The workers are the people that are willing to trust God when they don't understand what's coming next. Those are the workers. And if you be one of those people, God will use you just like he used Jesus to do healings, to do miracles, to show what abundance looked like, to show what prosperity looked like. God shows up and shows out all the time. A perfect example that just came to mind, it's like the popular where everybody's talking about the Sierra prayer. The It, it wasn't about the Sierra prayer. It was about Sierra's posture. Do y'all know after Sierra was done with Future, she stopped having sex? I feel like everybody forgot that part. She stopped having sex. She was celibate into marriage, which is what the word tells us to do. So God waits on people that get in position. And when they get in position, he shows out with them. That's how she got Russell. That's how she got blessed the way that she got blessed. She got in the right posture. She got in the right position. She got aligned with the word of God. and did. The, she did dating the way that God said we should do it. And that's what led to her blessing. It's not. It, it was about the faith and the works. I'm sure she prayed, but she also did the works to back up that faith. 
get in the right posture, get in the right position so that you can get to the prosperity and abundance that God wants to release anyway. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into Bay Bible Study. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys on Friday. Thank you for listening to another episode from the Christian Bay Podcast. I pray that this episode bless you. If you would like to sow, the information is in my description box. My PayPal is thechristianbay at gmail.com and my cash app is dollar sign thechristianbay. I pray that this word blessed you and I pray that you have a blessed day. Love you, bays.